2: If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly.
0: Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we are going to talk about the cost of insuring that child of yours to drive a car. Joining me today is Carrie Sharon. She is a consumer advocate at Bumper. So, welcome to the show, Carrie. Thanks for having me. This is a big topic for a lot of people that have kids that are turning 16, and they're all, Dad, Mom, need a car. And the parents are like, yeah, you're going to pay for the insurance. And then it's a sticker shock for everybody all around when they find out how much it's actually cost to insure a child. So first of all, why is it so much more expensive to insure teenagers, especially when they first start driving, than it is an adult over 24?
1: There's a couple of things that come into effect when you look at why teens are going to be more expensive. One of the biggest things is, you know, just lack of experience because they literally have none. Whereas someone who is 25 now has been driving for, you know, nine to 10 years, depending, and has some solid experience under their belt versus, you know, someone who's potentially 15, 14 in South Dakota, wild. Can actually drive, but not with really any experience other than maybe six months of a learner permit. And so insurance companies are obviously going to take that into effect because the less experience you have at anything, the more likely you are to maybe not be as good as the others who have had years of practice. And that, you know, goes for pretty much anything in life, I feel like. And so that definitely applies to insurance as well. And then of course, kind of adding on to that is the fact that teen drivers are three times more as likely to be involved in a fatal car accident. And that not only includes like damage to their car, obviously, you know, potentially taking their own life, but the lives of others, which can just drive insurance premiums up because they're trying to protect themselves and your team.
0: So I recently just renewed my auto insurance. And for me, the cost was right around $1,000. That's for the whole year. And I have an older car, but I looked into it and a 16-year-old on the same car, if I was to add them, it's like 3000 $3,500 for the year. That's huge. That is more than three times my cost for insurance.
1: It can definitely vary, too, depending on state, what type of car it is. And like you said, you had an older model and those would be definitely the ones that we recommend. Um, of course, ones that have, you know, airbags and all of the new modern safety and things like that. But again, yeah, so like Utah, um, for example, actually is about 14th highest in teen driver insurance premiums when comparing to other states. So it is up there as far as premiums go. And, you know, it can be a variety of factors. And that's like, that's whether, you know, teen accident history in the state, And then how many kind of insurance operators are even available for people to choose from can really kind of determine, I guess, what uh, your insurance premium is going to be.
0: You touched on it just a little bit about some states requiring uh, driver's education or defensive driving classes, but not every state requires that. In my day, it was a requirement, and I think that was nationwide, and then just rules have changed. Why are we loosening up how much knowledge a child needs before they get behind the wheel
1: of a car. It is interesting that states can have such varying kind of laws and regulations about this because in all reality, a South Dakota teen that's 16 isn't going to be much different than a South Carolina teen that also has no driving experience. But in South Dakota, you can actually be 14 and a half years old with just six months of a learner permit. As long as you do have driver's ed, but without driver's ed, fourteen and nine months is totally okay. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just wait those three months to so I don't have right. to take a class.
1: <laughs> I saw some states too are actually doing something new, and that's they're kind of, I guess, substituting traditional driver's eds with driver simulators, which could be more like what you're we're going to experience in the future with the self-driving cars, but I have no idea. I mean, driver's ed was mandatory for me growing up. And I do think it's probably something that helps keep team drivers safe on the road, you know, teaches them laws and regulations, what a double line means, you know, all important things.
0: Right. I did not realize that they were going to simulators that would be similar to like a flight simulator. Mm -hmm. I just think kids will feel like they're in a video game that they just play at home and There isn't a lot of safety in those. I mean, the whole point of these video games is to see how many people you can kill, and that is not what driving is about. And I,
1: I have concerns. Yeah, it's concerning for sure. I mean, obviously, hands-on experience with anything that you're doing is going to be helpful. I assume that the kind of thought behind this is maybe we start with simulators and then they move on to the road, which could make more sense. You know, someone that potentially has zero experience behind the wheel. Might be just a little bit more comfortable to get into the driver's seat per se than absolutely no experience at all. Obviously, it's pretty intimidating as a 15 and a half year old, 16 and a half year old, just to get into, you know, such a large piece of metal and know that like literally your life and other lives, lives are in your hands. So I could see how it may make them more comfortable, you know, from the beginning. But part of the problem is that. Teens are just in general too comfortable. (laughs) And that's why there's so many accidents. And I'm sure my parents would attest that I thought I knew everything at 16. And that's the thing is that 16-year-olds do think that they know a lot of things that aren't really things they know. So So.
0: do insurance companies reduce the premium on insurance for teens if they have taken some type of defensive driving courses?
1: It's possible. It's going to depend on what your insurance provider kind of offers. But there are definitely other discounts that are available for teen drivers. There's good student discounts. So I think the majority of the top 10 insurances in the U.S. offer good student discounts. And that's basically as long as the student keeps up a B average, they're able to get some type of discount on the plan. And okay. then oh,
0: sorry I got to stop there for a second because not that I disapprove of kids getting good grades I mean that shows at at the very least understanding how to take a test well but I don't think their brains if you get good grades are any more solidified in knowing how to drive well than the person who doesn't get maintain a B average or higher so While it all sounds pretty, oh, you get a discount if your kid gets B average or higher. I don't think they're any more safe than someone who doesn't.
1: No more safe um, necessarily, but potentially a little cheaper out of, you know, the wallet um, as far as the cost goes. I think it does kind of speak to, you know, maybe the dedication that a student might have, especially at that age while balancing, you know, extracurricular activities and things like that maintaining a b average and that does i believe kind of go through um university and there's also the student away at school discounts that are available too and so that's basically like if you go to an i guess in or out of state college but maybe you're not allowed to bring your car your first year you still want the car because maybe you're going to be going home or maybe you're driving your parents car whatever the case may be you can get a discount for a teen driver as if they're out of 100 miles from your home.
0: This is a good place to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into some other ways that we can save money when trying to insure our teens, or even if we're insisting that our teens pay for it themselves. Because I have a lot of friends that said, okay, look, I'll get the car. It's going to be a beat up car, but you have to pay for your own insurance. So sometimes all of a sudden, these 16, 17 year old kids are faced having to pay that insurance. So we'll be right back with Carrie Sharon. She is a consumer advocate at Bumper.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at KSLpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
0: Welcome back to of sense the show that if it affects your life financially, we're gonna talk about it. And today we're talking about insuring your kids on your car insurance. Joining me today is Carrie Sharon. She is a consumer advocate at Bumper. Carrie, when we left off in that last segment, we had just talked about a couple of different ways that you can get a reduced premium on car insurance if you have a teenage driver in the home. One of them is possibly, if you take defensive driving courses, we're not sure if every insurance company covers that. But you said that almost all major insurance companies will give some type of reduction if your kids keep up good grades as meaning a B average or higher. So what are some other things that either we as parents can do or the kids can do themselves to help bring down that
1: cost? There are a few things and one I think you know isn't kind of important to start thinking about especially if you have a driver that's going to be hitting the road soon is kind of be aware of the timing of everything. Your teen is going to want to be licensed probably on their 16th birthday or 16 and a half, whenever they're actually eligible. And it's going to be good for you to give yourself time to compare auto rates, auto insurance rates, find the right car, and all of those things. So as scary as I'm sure it could be as a parent, maybe giving yourself a little bit of leeway there so that you're actually able to shop for a safe but also affordable car. You're also able to compare auto insurance quotes. It's interesting because a lot of the times... You no, know, teens are always on the par- parent's plan, but that's not always the cheapest case, especially if maybe you already have a teen that's been driving and they've gotten several tickets or accidents or, you know, they're already kind of giving you some indications that they're going to be a very expensive teen to insure. You might want to actually even look into getting their own plan and ultimately, It might not, you know, get all the discounts that you have if it's bundled with your home and like other things that you might be, you know, with your bank or your other insurance that you have, but it can definitely save you money in the long run, especially if you, your teen ends up getting the whole family kicked off your plan. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. If your teen is just not that great of a driver and
0: it puts the rest of you at risk for not having insurance or having to move to a different insurance company. And they are like, well, since you're switching, we know why. And we're going to give you higher rates. What about yeah. so some of the research I was doing, all they mentioned was basically your teen comes onto your plan. They said, this is three people on one plan. They never talked about if you have multiple children. I mean, what if you have twins that are the same, you know, same age and they're turning 16, or you could have an 18 year old, not quite off to college yet you could have a 17 year old and a 16 year old so you've got three children all ready to drive do insurance companies charge more per child you have on your plan
1: typically they look at the youngest or the least experienced driver that is on the plan and will base rates on that but again it is you know a lot of times with insurance just on this case by case basis you know if you've been with an insurance company for 20 years you might have some wiggle room as far as what your rates are going to be. And, you know, your 15-year-old, 16-year-old isn't going to drive rates up astronomically. But, yeah, if you have three, three 16-year-olds, like, I'd say you can pretty much expect a three to four times, um, you know, increase in what you've been seeing, um, particularly if you're adding other vehicles. At that point, if you're, you know, in the state of, you know, twins or multiple children that are all kind of coming of age, Maybe look into seeing if your insurance company offers a multi-car discount. It's probably not going to save you anything that you're going to see as a dent in what's going to come, but it's something.
0: You just brought something to mind. So my insurance right now, we'll just say it's a thousand dollars a year. If I add on one child and my company wants to charge me, it's about thirty-two hundred dollars just for them. So now I'm going to be paying. a year for car insurance, but is that $1,000, if I add, is my $1,000 also going to go up or only just adding the one child?
1: So it can depend on if you're adding both a driver and another vehicle or just a driver and they're going to be driving your car that is already insured. And so if it's your car that's insured and then you're adding a driver, you're going to see the plan for your, you know, your car, your comprehensive, your liability, that's what will increase versus if you're adding a second car and a new driver, you know, kind of expect some different fluctuations.
0: Well, that is interesting. Are parents the only ones allowed to add a child to their plan? And what about grandparents?
1: Could a grandparent add a grandchild to their insurance plan? I'm actually not 100% sure on that. But I would imagine if they're, you know, a legal guardian of sorts, then that would totally be acceptable by the insurance companies. But off the top of my head, I wouldn't want to tell you, you know, incorrect information. Um, I haven't heard of many situations where that's happened unless they're, you know, a legal guardian. um, And, you know, someone kind of in that position um, as a a grandparent or aunt and uncle or whatever um, the case may be.
0: My mother has AARP. You know, she's a member of AARP and she has really great rates with them. So it's like, hmm, if I can stick the teen on her plan. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah, well, AARP. and that's why it's important to kind of give yourself time to shop around and see what all the options are. There's certainly, certainly, um, you know, finagling when it comes to, I think, every aspect of insurance. So I grew up not necessarily in a military family, but my grandfather was in the military and I've been on USAA forever. Like my first bank account was USAA. Um, and that didn't really help my parents, you know, rates when I joined the club, um, too much. And so, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, if AARP would see it the same way or if they'd even let the account, um the child join.
0: All right. We do need to take one more break. When we come back, we'll ask, what about how things work in Europe? Europeans require like a year, sometimes two years, depending on the country, of driver's education before a child can actually get their license and they can't be licensed till they're eighteen. So I was wondering if we know how much better of a driver those kids are. So we'll be right back with Carrie Sharon. She is a consumer advocate at Bunker. Welcome back to Money Making All things money. Today we're talking about insuring your teenage driver. How much that costs? Is there anything you can do to bring the cost down? Joining me today is Carrie Sharon. She is a consumer advocate at Bumper. Now, before we move on, I did want to ask you, Carrie, what is Bumper?
1: What do you guys do? Bumper is a vehicle history company and vehicle marketplace. So, not only Will we provide you all the history of a potential vehicle that you're buying? Um, we also offer a marketplace where people can shop for cars, compare. Um, and then also, you know, kind of where I come in um, and the content is that we share insightful information with our readers about everything that has to do with driving and cars and road safety and insurance. And we really like to stand to be a kind of a point or a great place for readers to go. And educate themselves on driving topics and maintaining their cars and all kinds of things like that.
0: Well, maintaining your car, especially, is important when you have a teenage driver because they don't always remember to do oil changes or even know you're supposed to do an oil change for that matter. But in the last couple of segments, we discussed different ways that parents and possibly the teens themselves can get a lower. Uh, premium on car insurance because it's very, very pricey due to multiple factors. But I wanted to kind of compare drivers in Europe. Most countries there, kids are not allowed to get a license till they're 18. And most of the countries require a minimum of one year of driver's education before they can even get that license. I lived in Germany for a bit and they have the Autobahn, which is a freeway that has no speed limit at all. And there are Hardly ever is there a crash on the autobahn, even with the 18-year-old drivers. So I'm wondering if that possibly shows that waiting a couple of years, and in the case of South Dakota, four years, it sounds (laughs) like, um, before we put these kids behind the wheel of a car that can be very dangerous if they don't understand it all or have a lot of experience, is that something that, that maybe
1: ensures... Should look out. That's a great question, and it's a topic that's, I think, you know, commonly just debated because does delaying the teens from driving till they're eighteen delay their lack of experience till they're eighteen? Ultimately, you know, right now we know that you know some states don't even have driver's ed in place and things like that, and if there's still no training or experience kind of happening between 16 and 18, the only real difference is, you know, that two years, but you still have no experience of driving. And so I think, you know, states really kind of taking the time to develop better programs to keep teen drivers safe. Parents taking the active steps to be good drivers in front of their teens is one of the most important things. Teen drivers who are killed in fatal accidents. A lot of the times it's because they're not wearing seatbelts and where do we learn that behavior, right? And so texting and driving, like don't do that in front of your child, restraint use and all those types of things, um, all can definitely play a part, right? But in regards to the age, you know, obviously our brains are going to be more developed the time we're 18, able to kind of understand things a little bit more. But again, without that really hands-on experience that, that full year in Europe is providing, I'm not sure how much of a dif- difference it would really give us. And I think that's where, you know, the, the states vary, right? Um, cause we have South Dakota, 14 and a half, you can drive unsupervised with your six months of, um, driver's ed or, and then most of the East Coast, you're up into the, um, 16s and then some states are even 17 years old now. Um, So I think, you know, it is based kind of on location, which, you know, again, is strange. But um every kind of driving locale is different. You know, I'm sure in South Dakota, the roads, you know, are a lot less crowded. Um, well, but does that make a 14-year-old any more safe? Yeah. I don't think so. No, yeah. uh, I lived in Nebraska for a time and the
0: driving age there was 12, but only for farm equipment. And My guess is that's kind of where this law stemmed from in South Dakota, but even in Nebraska, that you are not allowed on an actual like paved road in your tractor, like you can only be driving farm equipment on your farm, so it's scary that South Dakota allows kids to drive at fourteen and a half even if it stemmed from just farm equipment
1: and ultimately, I'm not sure how much it would save. On the cost of the insurance because what insurance providers are looking at is the experience of the driver that is being added on and at 18 still with no experience versus at 16 still with no experience i don't know if it's going to be a whole lot cheaper granted there are some price differences in when you look at the average rates at 16 17 18 and 19 However, they're all still about three times more than, you know, the average 25 to 35 year old when you're looking at, you know, kind of just rate to rate. So it's tough to say and, you know, where the kind of future of the driving age will go in America. Just to
0: wrap all this up, what I've learned is as a parent, I want to shop around to different insurance companies before my child is ready to actually start driving and get behind the wheel. And then also, if I can encourage my child even long before that to get better grades, that will help with the cost of the premiums for for most companies. And I would say threaten them with, well, you're going to have to pay for the insurance, and if you get if you're below a B, it'll cost you four thousand dollars, and if you're above a B, it's only thirty two (laughs) hundred dollars. Or
1: give them some probably thirty nine ninety five (laughs) instead. Right, Right. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, one last tip on saving money that like when you're shopping around and looking at these different insurance plans, particularly looking at ones where, you know, maybe you're moving also, um, or maybe you're buying a, your teen their own separate plan, but looking at, looking at raising the deductible, um, either just for their car, um, could help save you some extra money too. And, again, make them responsible for that extra deductible. If you raise the deductible from $500 to $1,000, they're responsible now for $1,000 of the damage if they're in an accident. But it's going to lower your insurance premium because, you know, your deductible is higher. Right. What
0: you pay for in a crash is higher. Yes. So it lowers your monthly
1: rates. Right.
0: Anything else, Carrie, that we should possibly know about
1: you no, know, I think you know the the best way to kind of educate both yourself and your team is just to continue practicing you know good driving behaviors and that includes you know no texting and driving, no emails, and um of course buckling up. We know that that is one of the you know leading causes of fatalities and injuries across the country. great, so Carrie Sharon, you again are the consumer advocate at
0: bumper, and if we want any more information or get articles read about some of this. Is it
1: bumper.com? Yep. Go to bumper.com slash blog.
0: Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode.
2: Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media. Money Making Sense on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
2: Then
1: all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is
2: the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
0: I'm Becky Bruce.